Hi, this is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamfarmradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Please hang a moon up and tune up the cellos For here come the dreamers Tell all the fellows to varnish their trumpets Butter the crumpets and garnish the cellos Let us get to it and do it upright Welcome the dreamers with all Welcome to Dream Farm Radio my name is Julie Lavender, and I'm sitting in my family's lovely historic home overlooking the rolling New Hampshire fields of Dream Farm. I'm inviting you to drive down the country road of your imagination and join us right here in our barn with its soaring posts and beams and its panoramic view of the countryside. Today we'll welcome fantastic, independent, eclectic jazz musicians to play live music for us, share their recordings, and talk about what inspires them. We'll touch their dreams as we open our ears and our hearts, listening intently to the fresh jazz expressions they unleash. And you never know, Dream Farm Radio just might inspire you to fulfill a creative passion or two of your very own. Today at Dream Farm, I have with me saxophonist, vocalist, composer, arranger, and young 21-year-old Wunderkind. Grace Kelly, welcome. Hi, Julie. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We're doing a really unusual show because you just celebrated your 10th anniversary of performing at Scholars uh, Jazz Club in Boston. Yes, yes. For those of us outside of the audience, uh, outside of the sphere of Boston, that's I would think it's the premier jazz club in Boston. It is, and it's it's been the one that I've been going to since I was like six years old listening to music and then kind of grown up uh, playing there and sitting in with people. It's a very special place to my heart. Well, the first time we met, I was visiting Scholars Jazz Club and went to hear Anne Hampton Calloway. Yes. And she invited you up to sit in with her band. Yes. And uh, it was that night I played, I think I played Somewhere Over the Rainbow with Anne. And it was after that that Fred Taylor, the guy who books the club, um, had come up to me and said, wow, I really love that. You know, let's get you in here. And it's funny that that's the connection with us and that that's where... Right, and then we you, just came, were. <laughs> yeah, you came to Dream Farm then when uh, I was doing a live event here, yes. a jazz soiree right here in the barn where we're sitting now and performed, and we loved that. Oh, and it's beautiful here. I remember it very well. You were still in high school. I was, yeah. And it was a treat. So my kids were stand, <laughs> you know, sitting up on the stairs watching this young, fabulous saxophone player yeah. 
playing your brains out <laughs> right here with your band. It was terrific. And we sang, um, I sang with you and I remember, yeah, it was great. And then, um, it was just a, a great time. And then when I heard that you were back in town and, uh, doing so many new and exciting things and celebrating your 10th anniversary at Scholars, yeah, we said we got to do the show. Yeah. I'm so glad we did. It was, it was fun. There was a lot of great energy that night and people who came out and, and, uh, a lot of fun. Well, what we did uh, in audience, which you'll hear, is uh, our sound engineer, Don Richardson. Hello, Don. Hello. Um, he uh, went to the Scholars Jazz Club for your 10th anniversary, and I introduced you, and uh, we recorded that. So we're going to play uh, pieces of that live show. Yes. And then talk about what happened and where you are and what you're doing. Perfect. Sounds great. And we, I think we should start off by treating people to a great tune you performed that, la- that night, which was... Um, Please don't box me in. And that has a lot of significance, which we'll hear about afterwards. Yes. But again, live from Scholars Jazz Club and Mm -hmm. now live from Dream Farm, saxophonist, vocalist, composer, arranger, Grace Kelly.
What a tune. Thank you. Again, you're listening to Grace Kelly, and that was her live performance, 10th Anniversary Scholars Jazz Club Boston performance. Now you're here at Dream Farm, and we're talking about your music, and we're going to come back and hear more of what you're doing and what you're playing. And uh, so we want our audience to stay with us. I'm Julie Lavender, and you're listening to Dream Farm Radio.
This is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. 
Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamfarmradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Welcome back. You're listening to Dream Farm Radio, and I'm Julie Lavender with my very, very special guest, saxophonist, composer, singer, arranger, Grace Kelly, and Wonderkind, right? Do you like that? Does that sound like your mom bragging about you all the it time when you when hear you that? Say it. <laughs> and why do I say that? Because, Grace, you started sax when you were what? Four? I started saxophone when I was 10. And I started performing, made my first CD at 12. And from 12 on, it's performing. Well, I met recording. you when you were about 16 playing exactly. Scholars, yeah. right? For the first time yeah. with Ann Hampton Calloway, who's fabulous vocalist she and all is. over. And um, never looked back, really. Yeah, it's it's been an amazing career so far. Something that's really organically snowballed and fell into my lap because I never thought that music would be a career, but certainly what I love and I breathe so I'm very blessed to be able to well here it. in New England we get organic and we get snowballs believe me <laughs> that's <laughs> we so do. true so it kind of that's good and, and it's a joy as a as a host and as someone who's had you um, play here at the farm to be able to say that Wynton Marcellus kind of gave you a big pat on the back with a quote on, can I read it absolutely it's yeah. a, he says Grace Kelly plays with intelligence wit and feeling she has a great amount of natural ability and the ability to to adapt, and that is the hallmark of a first-class jazz musician. Wynton Marcellus says this, no yes, less of you. That was very How nice did you meet him, by the way? It's a really funny story. I uh, Around the time I was 16, I was going to go to New York to see a very cool show happening at the Apollo Theater, and it had all these like legends of jazz. Dave Brubeck was playing, the list went on and on. And the woman who was organizing thought that she could get me some extra tickets to go since it was so well attended. And the day of, she said, I'm so sorry. It's totally sold out. There's no way we can fit you in. So I was, you know, kind of bummed about that. That was the reason I was there. But I was with my mentor, Lee Konins, great alto saxophonist. And he said, well, let's go down the street and have some dinner. A uh, piano trio I know is playing at Roth Steakhouse. So we went down to have some dinner. And then the pianist, Antonio Chaka, said to me, do you want to sit in? And I sat in with him for the first set. It was a great fun. And he said, why don't you stay for the second set and play? And if you don't mind, there's a trumpeter who's going to come sit in. So it sounds great. There's like 10 people in this restaurant. And who walks in but Wynton Marcellus? Wow. And he comes in, plays the whole second set with us. It was amazing. A few weeks later, I get a call from his people saying, Wynton would like Grace to be the special guest with his uh, Jazz at Lincoln Center Orchestra at Rose Hall for three nights. Jazz at Lincoln Center Orchestra. Mm -hmm. Let's just take that in there. <laughs> you must have been excited. I was so excited. And then after that happened, which was just amazing, I got a call a little while later saying, you know, Wynton's putting together this big concert that's happening at the Kennedy Center for Obama's inauguration during that weekend, and would you like to be a part of it? And so again, like my heart flipped. It was just surreal. Wow. Yeah. 
Amazing. And then you did that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, as if that weren't enough, then you connected with Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. on another occasion. He's another. It's funny that they're both from New Orleans. That's a funny. He, uh, Harry Connick Jr. came into town, uh, yeah, around the same time. And I was doing, he did a master class at New England Conservatory. And I was part of the New England Conservatory prep school. So my teacher invited me. And he had a few people up on stage to play. And afterwards, Harry came up to me and said, hey, why don't you come and bring your horn and sit in with my band tonight? And so that's how we met. And again, it was like very surreal. Well, <laughs> folks, if you're not paying attention, uh, I don't know what will get your attention. <laughs> you heard a little bit of her in the first segment. Now you know that, that she's caught the ear of people all over the world. And and so let's hear again what you played at Scholars Live just a, a couple of weeks ago when we were there with you. And hear the, this arrangement, your arrangement of the way you yes. look tonight. Yes. And uh, we'll do a little talking after we hear your fantastic solo in that song. I got the best bands with me. We're going to play some new stuff. Right now we're going to revisit an oldie. This is from a CD I recorded with the great Phil Woods. It's a song called The Way You Look Tonight. You guys look fabulous.
This was a really exciting night. I loved being there and sort of being behind scenes with you and seeing the the preparations and then seeing you step up on stage and just take command. Oh, thank you. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was a blast. It was a blast rehearsing with you and doing the tune that we'll do together later. But, yes. you know, it says in your bio that when you very first stepped on stage at 12, mm-hmm. that you figured out this was it. This is what you really wanted to do. Yeah, there was a moment um, when I was first on stage and that performance that something just clicked for me and I thought, wow, I would love to do this for the rest of my life. I just love performing. I love being on stage. Never nervous? Well, I think I, I, I do get nervous, but it's usually right before I step onto the stage. And then as soon as I am on stage, it feels like home. Now, how do you deal with the after of a, of a performance when the adrenaline is, <laughs> is, is draining out of your body and it's just you and your fuzzy slippers? Yeah. Is it sort of an emptiness? Do you ever get blue? Yeah, well, sometimes you have to turn. I have to turn on the TV or just something, or go out to eat with friends and just calm down. I mean, I'm sure you've experienced that too. But everybody has their way of just calming down. But sometimes it's hard. You just want to stay up, you know, because you're living on that adrenaline. Well, I I experience this where I'm just I'm just sort of poured out. Yes. And every oh, and nerve drained. is is awakened and then afterwards there's this kind of well now what do I do? Yeah, and there's also <laughs> moments too that I literally collapse like, you know, when you give everything out and you're jet lagged and then I just go back to the room and I just fall asleep. Yeah, and then you are who you are, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> well, you really gave it all, man. And you and I was so uh, kind of blown away to see the, the difference between the young 16-year-old something who was here at the farm and yeah. then you stepping up on stage because now you're being mentored by uh, Stuart Levine. Tell us about him. Yes, yeah, Stuart, uh, we met a few years ago and I was introduced by Huey Lewis, who I was doing some playing with. And I guess around that time I was looking for someone to help mentor me in producing my stuff Mm -hmm. and Stewart's produced some great artists people I love like B.B. King Huey Lewis Simply Red the Crusaders David Sanborn Mm -hmm. Hugh Masekela the list goes on and on and on he's a Grammy Award winning Academy Award winning producer and it first started out with me just sending songs to him and he'd critique me and but I moved out to LA last year Mm -hmm. and we started working on new material for me and also I've been working with his son Sonny Levine who's a great songwriter and engineer we work right in his studio and it's been an incredible learning process Stuart's always kind of walked the line of pop with adding his forte of jazz since he's a a jazz saxophonist Mm -hmm. himself but um that's what I'm looking forward to in the future and you're doing that now because you're songwriting I mean when you first came here I don't believe you sang yeah maybe not or maybe I just did a few I'm trying to do that more and more and because I started out uh, you know, singing and writing songs, and it's a big part of who I am. So it's something I really enjoy and feel like I can express myself. So you're with. singing, and you and you also, as a saxophonist, are ex- are very in tune with the lyrics. Yes, that's always been such an important part to me. I think it's so important for instrumentalists to know words to song because that gives me the connection that I need to the song. Yes, and now you're composing and arranging, singing. Mm-hmm you know, writing for film, as we'll hear. I mean, is this why you wrote the song Don't Box Me In? Please Don't Box Me In was kind of an artistic statement for me. I love playing all different genres, you know, whether it's jazz, blues, rock, pop. I love playing good music, and I was kind of tired of the music industry telling me that I had to fit into Mm -hmm. something or they couldn't label me or Mm -hmm. that's why this or that. And I just said, you know what, I just want to do what I love to do. I don't care about genres. Just don't box me in. 
And that's why I wrote that tune. It's a very strong song, too, and that's kind of what I was feeling. And is that working? Are people just responding to the you that comes out at any given time? Or I'll tell you that I know my audiences, and ultimately our, our audience is the most important. I have the best fans in the world, and they love the variety of the shows. Um, and I've been what I've been developing with Stuart and Sunny is really kind of melding genres, so that's been very fresh and exciting for me. So some exciting things are coming, I'm sure, out of your work with Stuart Levine because he's produced such great people and he's working with you, so we're excited to know what's coming next. Yes, me too. Excellent. But tell us who played with you to, on, at this show at Scholars that we recorded. Yes, and actually we're kind of just about uh, wrapping up the song, but I'll, I'll tell you it was Pete McCann on guitar, Jason Palmer on trumpet, Ross Peterson on drums, uh... Chantelle Sterling sang background vocals, uh, Evan Greger on bass, and myself. Great. Let's hear the end of the tune. Yeah, again, that's Grace Kelly and her band performing live at Scholars Jazz Club in Boston. And now I've got you at the farm. Wow. Yes. What a time. <laughs> now you are bi-coastal, yes. back and forth, and teaching and doing all kinds of things. And how do you find time to write and create? Um, you know, I'm still trying to work out a balance that works out right. Sometimes I get into kind of pockets where I'm just very creative and into it and sometimes I feel like I have dry spells and it's very easy when I'm busy with touring and on traveling and to kind of uh, put writing on hold but I've been trying to make it more of a everyday thing if I can because it's important for me to keep up you know practicing writing all of these things kind of like exercising and your dad is like your manager, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, my dad has been managing me since the age of 12. And when I started then, nobody wanted to manage me. I mean, it's hard enough to get a manager as a new artist. Um, and I remember that, you know, he would go to managers and ask them. And a very well-known manager had said to him, you know, if you're in, if you manage her for five years, you'll learn just as much as any of us. Yeah, nobody could really have your interests nope. um, any w- more in hand You're than your parents, right? Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And they're enjoying it. They are. They they have a blast, and it's all the people that we've gotten to meet and musicians and some real characters. I mean, we all know musicians are like mm-hmm. some of the wackiest people, but mm-hmm. they've made a lot of friends too, which has been great. That's great. Well, I enjoyed seeing them again yes. at the uh, performance with their their the corners of their mouths fastened <laughs> to their ears. <laughs> that's what they, that's what they always look like. <laughs> Smiling and enjoying you and seeing what you're doing. Do they miss you now that you're in LA? They do miss Or when me. you come into town it's such a whirlwind, I bet. <laughs> it is, but they're they're in the process of hopefully moving out to the West Coast themselves. Wow. So, and so what have we to look forward to you? Um, well, I the next thing I'm very excited about, I'm releasing new recordings of mine. It will be an EP. It's called Working for the Dreamers. And this is music that I've been working on with Stuart and, and Sonny Levine. In terms of writing, when you mean working, are they writing yes. with you? Well, Sonny's been co-writing with me. 
but I guess what I mean more working is we recorded it all in, in Sunny's studio and made the tracks from scratch. And it was very interesting working in the studio with them because usually how I've gone about my music is I write out the charts, I hire musicians, I give out all the lead sheets, but we actually, um, I played all the piano keys parts, I sang, I played, and we built songs from the ground up using loops, using drum wow. machines. It was a very opposite way of doing it, but fun. Sounds kind of L.A. to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like, what are we going to do today? I don't know. Let's let's make a song. Well, great. We'll hear more about that in just a few minutes. I'm Julie Lavender. You're listening to Dream Farm Radio. This is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamformradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Dream Farm Radio, and what a dream come true to have Grace Kelly here in my barn. Thank you, Julie. And and a dream to perform with your band at Scholars. Yes. That was so cool. Thank you for inviting me to sit in with you. It was beautiful. And I got to introduce you. Yes. And and, um, 
we wound up doing uh, Someone to Light Up My Life. Mm, beautiful song. Very nice uh, ballad in, in contrast. Although I thought about it afterwards and I thought, you know, um, here's another singer and I'm singing. Maybe we should have sung something together. Oh, uh, yeah, think? yeah. We didn't think that through. That would be fun. Next time. Next time. It would be really <laughs> cool. So should we play for people what kind of trouble we got ourselves into yes, that night? Or course. I got myself in over my head, I think. But I enjoyed um, jumping into the deep end with your players and it was a treat. So. Yes, yeah, sounded lovely. Great. Let's hear that. Go on your way with a cloud and splinter sky above. May all your days be a wonderful song Searching 
Grace, again, that was just so much fun for me to do that oh, with you. Oh, us too, yes. And we're not featuring as much of your vocal music in the show, but if people remember and, yes. uh, and go back to the archive, oh, yeah. they can hear this show and hear your uh, singing in the first tune, Please Don't Box Me In. Definitely. And yeah. hear the range of, of your creativity. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of range, you are now um, credited as a film writer in terms of composing, yeah. right? Yeah. I've Tell been, us about this project. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm involved in this documentary that's made about m one of my mentors in music, the great Frank Morgan. And Frank was a legendary alto saxophonist who passed a few years ago. And he became almost like a grandfather figure to me personally and musically. I met him in the last six months of his life. Met him at Scholars for the first time, actually. Oh, my. There's a lot of parallels here. Yes. And he was a direct protege of Charlie Parker's. And maybe the reason why some people haven't heard of him is because he spent 30 years in and out of San Quentin prison due to drugs. And um, so this documentary is about his life. And I found myself in San Quentin a couple of years ago <laughs> performing with some jazz greats, Ron Carter, George Cables, Delfeo Marsalis, Mark Gross, Smitty Smith, and we performed a concert for 250 of the inmates, wow. playing songs that Frank had played, and this is all part of the documentary. It's spliced in and out of it, mm -hmm. uh, and it was such an experience for me. And so how did you write this song, He Shot a Man? Yeah, so the song, He Shot a Man, after that experience, and I had, I got to talk to some of these inmates personally, and they told me their stories. They said, you know, I was... I won't go into their various stories, but it was heavy about how they had shot someone or something had happened, but they seemed like very nice people. And they said, you know, I, all I want to do is see my daughter and my wife. I haven't seen them since I was 18. I mean, and I started thinking when I was home how in one minute, less than that, a second, someone's life can change so drastically mm -hmm. by a bad decision. And I, I started seeing this song. I saw it with a gunshot and a, uh, ambulance in it. And then at the end, someone thinking back to all of it. And so that's how the song was born. Let's hear it. Yeah.
Grace, what work. What amazing work. Thank you. And you've displayed this range, and it'll be really interesting to see where you go and what mm. you do. And do you narrow for a season or expand and do other things? So mm-hmm. will you come back? Yes. And let me sing with you again? Yes. I would love that. We'll sing together. Yes. But tell everyone again who the players were yes, um, at Scholars that we just heard. Um, Pete McCann on guitar, mainly a New York-based band. Ross Peterson on drums. Jason Palmer, trumpet. Uh, Evan Greger bass and Chantel Sterling sing background vocals. Again, at Scholars Jazz Club, and our own Don Richardson yes. uh, did the live sound recording, which was uh, really great. Love that. Now, tell us uh, where we can hear more about what you're doing and pe- how people can stay connected to you because yes. I'm sure they're going to want to. So, there's a lot of uh, I love interacting with friends and family. I'm on Facebook.com/slash Grace Kelly Music. I'm on Twitter. Uh, you can find me, Grace Kelly Paz, and most importantly, my website, gracekellymusic.com. And there's things coming up that uh, I'm asking for my fans' help. I'm asking to uh, for people to get involved if they like, and of course, gig listings and uh, blogs, all that good stuff. You know, new snippets of music that, that you're all creating, that, yes. all kinds of things. And you do have really loyal fans, don't you? Oh, they're the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I really, you know, I, I send notices out and... You know, if I need people to vote or uh, help with a crowdsourcing thing, funding something. I mean, my fans are just right there and they're emailing me and uh, I just love them. Do you think that's because people have watched you grow? I think that's part of it, definitely. I mean, there's some friends and, and I love the fact that fans now become friends. Like I know when they show up at shows, I know their names, we we know about each other. And some of them have watched me grow up and, and those people, I think we feel more like family. And so you don't feel like you you lose privacy or you you like no, all that. No, I, I love I love getting close to people and the fact that someone would come take the time to see my show, um, and if they do that multiple times, like I really want to know what they're about because they took the time to see what I'm about. And I've seen some of my fans' artwork on to see their shows. I really think in this day and age too, um, especially with artists, everybody is intertwined, and I I, I think that's the great thing about the internet and the social media thing. And social so again, media, yeah. Facebook.com slash Grace Kelly, Kelly music. music. And then uh, Grace Kelly Music.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and if you go to DreamFarmRadio.com, you'll see photographs of the Scholars show, mm-hmm. which is on my Facebook page for the show. There will be a description um, in the archives of the show and also links to you. Yeah. And if you go to um, our webpage, you can sign up to receive free weekly episodes. So oh, Grace cool. Kelly will be yeah. in your inbox <laughs> one <you> day. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get any closer than that. 
in your heart, in your inbox. <laughs> wow. Well, please do come back. I can't yes, wait to hear what the so next much. 10 years or so do for you and what you do for them. And, and uh, we will look forward to that. Thank you, Julie. It's been Great. a pleasure. Well, one of the joys of having this farm is being able to meet people like you, have you up create a space yes. that invites performance and conversation it's and a beautiful space. seeing what happens and planting seeds mm -hmm. and watching what grows. So it's been a delight to have you come back and share all of that with us today. When you touch a dream, well, you For photos of the farm, show information, or to learn about becoming a sponsor, visit dreamfarmradio.com, where you can sign up to receive free weekly episodes of our program. Dream Farm Radio is produced by Don Richardson at mlcrecording.com. Thanks for listening. Every dreamer needs someone who touch their dreams.